coming up this episode. When you when you are in the world of the seniors, right? Your your time stops. Seriously, when I meet with them, I everything slows down for me. I I used to be a fast talker, fast walker, everything. But when I got into this business, I've learned how to slow down. This is the Doctorpreneurs Podcast. The Doctorpreneurs Podcast is brought to you by Jasper Lodge Care Centers Malaysia. Managed by doctors, Jasper Lodge Care Centers provide loving, trustworthy and quality care and treatment to all their residents. Looking for a professional aged care facility to look after your elderly loved ones? Find a Jasper Lodge near you at Talingjaya, Sri Kembangan, Penang, Kuching, Johor Bahru and Kuantan. Get your free care consultation with Jasper Lodge Care Centers by calling 015-4873-8450. 015-4873-8450 or visit jasperlodge.com.my We are here to help. The Doctorpreneurs Podcast is brought to you by Pillar Malaysia, sending trained caregivers to your home. Managed by doctors and aged care experts, Pillar provides experience and compassionate caregiving in the comfort of your loved one's home for the short term or longer. For a free, no-obligation care consultation with Pillar, call or WhatsApp us at 01111-288-059 or visit us online at PillarCare.com. Pillar's your extended family. Hello, I'm Andrew Mastrandonis and welcome to the Doctorpreneurs, the show that's at the intersection of Health, Aging, and Entrepreneurship. And with me is my co-host, Dr. Lim. Hello. Hello. I serve as the founder of Pillar Home Care Services, PillarCare.com. And Dr. Lim is the founder of Jasper Lodge Assisted Living Centers, one near you, jasperlodge.com.my. And today, our guest is Arita Herrera of Arita's Senior Care Concierge Services. Did I get that right? It's Aretha Senior Concierge Services. Aretha Senior Concierge Services. Yes. And you can find her on Facebook. She has a website. Yes. She's really all over Malaysia. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. And we're going to focus on companion services, mm. what they are. We did a podcast recently on caregiving, which is a bit different than companion services. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. So let's start in with some discussion and topics. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what you do and what you offer the elderly community. Okay. Uh, thank you, Dr. Lim and Andrew for having me this afternoon. It's such a privilege to be here today. Um, so yeah, I run a uh, senior concierge service. Everybody will be wondering what type of services do I actually yep. provide. Yeah. Um, I actually do comp uh, a comp accompany seniors, a companionship where we pick the seniors from home, accompany them uh, during hospital visits, mm -hmm. um, sit in during the doctor's appointment, mm -hmm. take down notes for the children, take the medication. You know, the whole process of just sitting in a government hospital or even in a private hospital is really daunting for the seniors. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. more to really keep them company and uh, assist them where they need during that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, then to send them home safely, actually, because most of the seniors that... Um, I have currently, mm -hmm. um, the, the children are living out of the country ah, okay. or, or the children are living away from the parents. So the, the, the parents are very independent, mm -hmm. they're healthy, 
the mobile. Mm-hmm. They just want to 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 just uh, go out and you no know, to live independently. Okay. So my services cover do- that part of it, mm-hmm. and uh, I I found that uh, in I guess in Malaysia, mm-hmm. that's not many people who are actually providing these type of services. Maybe there is. Yeah. But uh, I'm I I do it more on a very personalized. Right. Uh, right. I I'm more curious about you as as the person, right, Orita Herrera. Yeah. Like, who are you, and um, how did you end up in uh, in in providing these kind of services? Why Why do you choose to provide these kind of services ah, for the okay. people? Yeah. So there's a story behind this. So mm-hmm. I started having this idea um, 11 years ago when I used to accompany my dad for his appointments in Seremban. Um, down south in Malaysia mm-hmm. but um and I always noticed that there's a lot of elderly folks who come to the hospital by themselves mm-hmm. and they get confused mm-hmm. they get lost you no know, when mm-hmm. you sit there you hear their stories they don't understand what the doctor is even telling them absolutely and when the doctors just explain it and I mean we understand doctors after a long day they get very irritated and they just tell you just take this this and this we do we do <laughs> <laughs> so do you actually sit there with the With your client and listen to the doctors and help explain. Yes, yes. So normally, what they do is that the um, the children will give me a brief about what the appointment is all about, mm-hmm. and so I put myself in the position where as though that is my mom or is my dad. Ah. So I will ask the type of questions that I will understand, mm-hmm. so that I can report it back to the children. I see. So I see. how I started this was when I used to follow my dad. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I told my dad one day, it's like. You know, it's so sad to see all them just walking around and like that. You know, I'm one day I want to run a service to help the seniors. Right. And he went like, "Why wait? You can do it now." So while we wait for his appointment, so sometimes I those who need help, I just help them around. Mm. And um, and I guess 2019 was um, the good timing. Okay. You know, um, settling the family and everything. Well, I think it was good timing. Mm-hmm. And I started in June 14, 2019 by myself for one year. Okay. Uh, building up the clientele, mm-hmm. and I was very targeted. I I knew what I who are my target clients. Okay. Um, because they were first two clients were, uh, who were staying out of Malaysia, mm-hmm. and the parents are here alone. Mm-hmm. So their concern was that who's going to look after them, who's going to check on them, mm-hmm. or any emergency that happens, who's going to actually go there and 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 assist them. You know. Right. So. Uh, it's really been a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a real privilege to know all my. I don't call. I will not like to call them clients because they they treat me so well. Mm-hmm. So I always call my seniors or my aunties and my uncles or something. Right, right. Yeah. What are some examples of other services besides transport mm. to say hospitals? What other kind of companion services yeah. do you so offer? So besides the hospital uh, appointments, what I do is that um, um, I I do home management mm-hmm. for them. Home management meaning that if there's anything like billings that need to be looked into, I'll help them to pay online. Of course, the children I will update them before that. Mm-hmm. They will normally assist me by giving the finances and do all the payments for them, mm-hmm. groceries for them for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not able to go there, we do online grocery, mm-hmm. and or maybe I make appointment even to take them out for walks. Before MCO, I had plans, you know, to go to the park, <laughs> museum, and everything, you know, but. Unfortunately, that happened. But um, well, that makes that during that time it was good for me to to think about what else I can expand mm-hmm. uh, for them. Mm-hmm. So it's more in the end. I found out that they really like somebody to be with them at home. Mm-hmm. You just do simple meals with them, mm-hmm. chit chat, mm-hmm. teach them how to do WhatsApp call, mm-hmm. teach them use a desktop, digital, just to to teach them certain things and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I find that what you are, what you've just said, I think I, I find it very fascinating. I think this is something that is definitely a a, a 
growing demand in Malaysia mm, because like you said many children are migrating overseas yeah. or not in the hometown they're yeah. out out of outstation and mm. therefore there's a gap there to be filled right yes. uh, and i think you provide a very unique kind of service that kind of fills the gap right yep. and that makes me even more uh, curious about you as the person like okay so i, I i'm just going to ask you a bit more like personal questions <laughs> before we move on right <laughs> sure. like orita herrera that's it's not a common name you hear in malaysia yes right yeah. and so so what's what's your background like like um where are you from and uh, and what what background you have before coming into this companion services okay yeah so yeah my name is so unique right it's yeah. always a topic of conversation i can yeah. remember it yeah yeah <laughs> that's right yeah so herrera is a very common name it's though. a filipino name yeah. okay yeah so spanish spanish origin, yeah, yeah. Okay. descendant thing so my father is uh, filipino thai my mom's chinese so i'm third generation in this country okay so yeah. like the whole asean <laughs> is covered right? filipino thai my 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 grandfather wow. My father's father is Filipino, and his m- and my father's mom is Thai. Ah, so it's like one Malaysia or something. Right, like right. <laughs> and and I think yeah, You're Chinese. You said. And my mom's Chinese. Yeah, so yeah, she interesting. she <laughs> combines the best of all the worlds. You see, because like in my experience, Filipinos are, tend to be people that are very caring. That's why many of them actually take up uh, careers as uh, caregivers. Yeah, yeah. And having the Chinese blood in her definitely <laughs> spur the whole entrepreneurship thing. <laughs> I know I'm making I like I guess so. I, I know I'm I'm making very generalized <laughs> comments and could be a bit of stereotypical, but yeah. How does the Thai part fit in? Exactly. Uh, the th- um, Thai people are generally very emotional, yeah, very maybe, um, yeah. in touch with their emotions. Emotions, yeah. Yeah, and so so I think you know you having all this the, the best of all these uh, uh, characteristics allow you to launch this. Uh, uh, your your senior concierge yeah, is very I successfully. I so, so when you think about the different opinion. nationalities you have mm. as part of you, mm. is there one that's more dominant? You think? Mm. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't know. I, uh, people, I guess when even though I don't see my see my face really like so mixed, right? I'm such mixed parentage, but people somehow they when they look at me like, oh, you're Filipino, right? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, very on the spot. Yep, so, but yeah. but you could be confused as a Malay as exactly. well. Exactly. Right? So I yeah. do get that during the fasting season as well. But ah. it's okay. Keep them uh, kind of interesting to meet new people along the way as well. So um, I, I actually, I I think it's from the how my parents were. They were also involved in a lot of charity work. They do a lot of social work ah, as well. Okay. So I think from young, I watched them. Mm-hmm. I learned from them. And I think um, the upbringing has uh, spurred into uh, me and my brothers as well. You know, we, 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 we learn how to be more compassionate. When parents always talk about respecting the elders and everything. Right. And I think that gets to you, you know. And um, especially when you come from a diverse background, like how I, like how, how I am, when you look at things differently, mm-hmm. you know, you, you look at the, th- at the people who are in our society right now, especially in the B40 group, they're so missing out in these medical terms. And, and I, I have the, uh, these thoughts about even how to help them. Mm-hmm. So that's something in the plan. So talking about my background, I actually do not come from any medical background. Okay. I don't have any sorts of um, uh, qualification mm-hmm. on, on on medical or anything, physiotherapist or anything, but I, I really have the heart. I, mm-hmm. I really love to help people. I and see. as I grow older, I realize that I love seniors. <laughs> I'm so patient with them. <laughs> Even the children, be, the children be telling me, "I don't know how you do it, Oretta." It's like they just listen to you. So I don't know. Maybe because I listen to them, that's why. Yeah, I think she just shared the key of uh, key <laughs> her, her key of success here. You know, like 
just being patient and yes. being present with them, you yes. know, and the ability to listen to them. I'm sure this has made a lot of difference yes. in your, your yes. clients' lives, right? Yeah. yeah. And and I realized that the one thing that we all miss out in our society is giving time to people. Because mm. time is so precious. Everybody's like, oh, I've got no time. Sometimes I have I have this thing about it. Yeah, yeah, I don't have time. You know, but I realized, what is it that you're so busy about, Oretta? You mm. know, just look back, sit down, take a break, go through, look in the bigger picture. And I realized that that is the problem. The society always have no time for you. Right. So by giving my time, I've, I feel that uh, it really makes a lot of difference to the scene because they want to be heard. They just want to tell you stories all the time. Wow. You know? Yeah. So wow. let me ask you about the companion services a little more. Hmm. These are short-term assignments, like a few hours, and are they every day? Is a client every few days? How does that all work generally? Yeah. So, um, so I have different. I have two types of clients basically. Clients who just use me just for hospital appointments. So that means if they have one today, then I'll see them in three months' time in their follow up. So that is like uh, maybe one year, twice, three times I see them. Mm -hmm. um, I have an, another set of clients where I see them every week. So mm -hmm. means the children want me to check on the parents. Um, which include doctor's appointment, going to be with them, going for the walk with them and everything and all that. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on what the client... So I try to customize my packages to the client's needs. Uh, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not so rigid in that sense. I have a standard um, price and packages, but um, it all depends. So if, for example, um, if a client has to go for radiotherapy, some have 25 sessions, have a five, some have 10 sessions. Mm -hmm. So I make a package based on that. Okay. Yeah, so it's 25 and then follow you up, it will be another one that we discuss later on. About do you that. actually hire companions that work with your clients? How does that work? So I, 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 so I also have yeah, part-timers who work with me. So, okay, I would, my, re my, my desire really is to help people to also earn a living. Mm -hmm. uh, because when I left the corporate world, right, to be a homemaker for about four or five years, I really struggled. You know, I really was like trying every single thing that I can to help the economy of the family and all that. Mm -hmm. And I know how how hard it is because I hear from friends and family, uh, friends and girlfriends who are who have left the corporate world. Say it's so difficult to find something that you can work from home, flexi hours, and then be with the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I came up this business, I really want to help those people. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the homemakers, even the retirees, so the ones who are active, who mm -hmm. are still able to drive mm -hmm. healthy. And, and help to make a living, you know. So right. I have, uh, I'm starting to recruit um, some of them to in different areas. So mm -hmm. that helps me on my part as, as well because I'm already kind of like mixed up. Right. I, Oretha can only take so much. Right. right. So you I must spend a lot of time on the road driving all yes. around the Clang Valley every yes. day, right? Yes. Yeah. So Which is why it was so hard to get her here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like I I feel so bad. Like I, Andrew told me, like, oh, I can't this time, this time, this time. Right. So right. Like, that, yeah. That's she fine. She was my toughest guest <laughs> to book. Okay. Well, uh, now it's okay. Th that makes her more even more precious, right? Oh, for, uh, thank you. To, but to when you think about yeah. these companions, when you when you want to hire a companion to help with yeah. your services. What characteristics do you look for in a companion? Okay, firstly, I always make sure that I will meet them face to face, mm -hmm. and then I will I look into the characteristics of um, I will tell them what's the characteristics in the sense that I somebody who's passionate, mm -hmm. com compassionate, patient to be with the seniors, and especially first thing I will ask that have you have ever had experience mm -hmm. bringing a family member to the hospital uh, and going through the whole process you mm. know waiting and doing all that so most of them have okay all right so th and that's good there's a plus point so from there 
I would actually guide them according like how I how would the SOP be mm. for on my side mm-hmm. because for me is that it's very important that everything that is uh, whenever we have a, a senior that we bring along everything has to be documented mm-hmm. medication receipts appointment dates everything has to be documented pictured yeah. and with a report mm-hmm. and then we'll send it back to the Who client. Who typically gives you all that information? Is it the family members? So the family member gives me the, the, the for example just say if I'm taking um, like today I brought the auntie to a local clinic okay mm-hmm. uh, clinic kesihatan to follow up on a urine test because she has protein in the urine. So from there, I will know what to ask. So from there, it's like, okay, if this high, what do we do next? Do we go for an ultrasound? Do we need to do another set of, of um, urine tests? Mm-hmm. The blood test, you know, and, and ask things like, um, ask things like, is it, will it be um, any danger with for her, for her, for her, for her age right now? Mm-hmm. She's 87 years old. Mm-hmm. What's the risk factor for this? So these are the things like, as a child, you will ask this for your parents because you want to know what's the right thing for them. Right. So right. in a way, you're a substitute for the family member. Yes. Yeah, but but pointing out that, right, like even because I operate a chain of nursing homes, yep. we always tell our clients like, okay, we come in as a support, a help, mm. but we can never replace your roles and responsibility as their, as their children. Yes, that's true. We don't come in and take over your roles and responsibility to become their children. Yes. Because with some clients, when they pay money, they expect you to, okay, now it's your responsibility you have to handle everything. Yes. You know, but with, with, uh, this is what I always highlight to my clients. But as it well. sounds like in your case, you sometimes have to take over that role. Yeah, especially with those who are living out of the country. Right, but not in the emotional sense, right? Well, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that doesn't give them an excuse to disconnect from their family members because it, they've it hired someone. But yeah. I imagine you have emotional ties to your clients. Yeah. I mean, some, somehow or other there is, mm-hmm. but I've, um, you know, I, I have to learn how to not to be too emotional about it. Absolutely. You know, like quite recent, I had a, a, a senior who had passed away. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean, I, I really um, enjoyed being with the uncle, no, because he's he's very good client. Mm-hmm. Um, the family's really good to me and everything. And I had to be, um, careful with my emotions mm-hmm. because how I feel mm-hmm. would affect the wife as well or the children who is out of the country you know yeah so for me is that I have to be strong mm-hmm. for my the, the 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 family who is still alive right in, in KL yeah and that's very important because you are going to continue to see them yes and they need their emotional support mm-hmm. so um, I'm very thankful that uh, I've learned how to I, I took up a course on basic counseling mm-hmm. skills, so I think mm-hmm. they, they, that kind of teach you how to not to be too emotional with certain things, you know, and and not to be so like totally cut off in a mm-hmm. sense. But I agree with what Doctor Lim said that, you know, in the end of the day, the children needs to know that it is their responsibility, mm-hmm. um, whether you are in a country or out of the country, that they are your parents. Right. And sometimes I would even ask the children, uh, who are still li- who is living in KL but away from the parents. I will very bluntly ask if you have the time, please take them. Right. You know, only when you feel that you really have no choice, then come to me. Right. You know. Yeah. And some people just like they th- treat me as a transporter. I say I very clearly I will tell them I don't do transporting. Yeah. You know, but if you can send your mother, t- do it because I have clients who tell me you know actually I wish it was my daughter. I say I understand. <laughs> I really understand. You yeah. know, but. Sometimes I have to tell them no, but your your children have they are they are busy today. They can't mm-hmm. help you, you know. That's so that's why they call me. Uh, how do yeah. your elderly clients feel about that? Do they feel like you're sort of a family member? Do they understand that your role is to help because their kids can't help? How do they feel about the whole situation? Well, sometimes they they do understand, mm-hmm. 
but every if I see them every month or every week, they ask me the same questions. So for me, it's like it's like a new thing, and and I have to explain to them um, in a manner which they understand that I'm just here as a role to fill in mm-hmm. when the children is not available. Mm-hmm. So they will also express to me how they feel sometimes, and mm. it's o- it's okay, it's fine, and uh, that's something that I I listen, right. I become a listener to them, and just to encourage them. Right, yeah. right. Well, which leads me to my next question, right? Mm. Like now we know that there's a growing demand of companion services. That's that's besides caregiving services and nursing services. We know there's a demand there, but we also see that through what Oreta's uh, sharing and stories, that there's a growing demand of uh, care, companion, companionship mm. services that that is required in the market right now. So, what are some of the challenges you face while providing these services, whether it's on an operational level or on a business level? Mm. You know, what are some of the challenges you face when it comes to providing companionship services to people? Yeah. Okay. I would I would look at myself as um, a, a small business mm-hmm. still lah. You know, it's a new kid on the block type thing. So my operational um, issues that I look into um, now is that. Getting the right people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, people may come and call you and say that, oh, I w- I'm interested to join, and to to join you and everything. But in the end, you know, when you do one time, it, they do one job with you, then you realize that you know, okay, mm-hmm. it's either the attitude's not right, you know, and you know, uh, so that's one thing. Um, my my other thing that I'm also facing is the transportation, mm-hmm. because currently I'm taking. Um, Healthy mo- uh, mobile seniors. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are some seniors who are wheelchair bound, but they are also healthy. Right. You know, so I lose out on not having the proper transport to to ferry them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that I'm looking at into as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but d- but most of them have their helper with me, so the helpers have gone for like classes on how to carry them as mm-hmm. well. So that's fine with me. But but I need to address um, this thing in the sense of for transportation because right. that would actually help for those who are wheelchair bound to actually have a better healthy lifestyle where they can able to go out more often. So what what type of transportation do you need? Well you um I, I I currently I was thinking of something like those um mobility van. Mobi- mobility van, yeah. yeah. But I've seen so many mobility vans. It's like really huge, yeah, big ones, right? Mm-hmm. Expensive, expensive as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple hundred thousand usually. Yeah, yeah. So that is something that uh, in the plans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So what I'm hearing you right is finding the right people yes. and having the right mode of transport. Like yes. for example, mobility vans yes. are some of the challenges that you're facing Correct. right now. Don't we know some people that could help with transport? Uh, I'm sure we could. Uh, we after this, maybe we can uh, explore our contacts and see yeah. whether we can share something uh, with you on that as well. Yeah. Um, so, what do you? How do you feel like you've been in this business for the past few years, right? Mm. Like, how do you see this market continue to grow, like in the coming years, or mm. you know, in the coming few more years in, mm. in the future? I think this is a very big business, <laughs> big business mm. that, it mm. and it's the demand there, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I really hope that there'll be more companies who come in, you know, to really genuinely give the right type of services to the seniors in, in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all know, we talk about uh, the aging popularity in Malaysia mm-hmm. and Malaysia is not really <laughs> doing, it's not really advanced in aging popula- popularity. Yeah, I think we get yeah. that on every episode that we talk about. Yeah, <laughs> the past no. few episodes. We, 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 we Every time I look at what Singapore has, I'm like, oh my gosh! Yeah, we so wish we, that we yes. had something like that, you know. And it's really sad mm-hmm. because um, 
uh, I think um, a lot of people know that uh, it's either the M40 group or the B40 groups are the one who's suffering from um, having these aging issues. Okay, mm. um, my I wish that um, in future there will be companies who come in to support. You know, even maybe if you can even have uh, a group together that we can talk and dialogue about things that we can help. Um, within our means um how we can support these people mm-hmm. especially the B40 group i am very passionate about B40 group mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. that's another um social enterprise thing that i'm looking at to get right. to help out this group of people as well we've seen this whole companion services grow throughout the world mm. there's this company called Papa Pal in the US yeah. it's huge and growing is is it really because people need the service and the help to get around and to do things or is it also because some of them are lonely and want to have a companion? What do you see in your business, at least? I, I see that um, this, they need somebody to assist them to take them out. In, in, in KL, I mean, I've not expanded out of Kuala Lumpur. But from here, you can see that what they need is somebody to take them out. Mm-hmm. Because they're just afraid to take the, the, the public transport. Our public transport is not senior friendly. Oh, no. And yeah. you know, if they stay somewhere, just say in Aradamansara, my gosh, the, 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 the station is away from them. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the confidence. They don't know how to do the grab. Mm-hmm. social media they don't even know mm-hmm. so they don't feel confident that's the thing mm-hmm. because when they don't have the confidence they will end up staying at home and then mm-hmm. they become very miserable yeah right so the thing is that if you look if you compare like in the US in the Europe in Europe and everything they have that support system mm-hmm. I think the government also kinds of subsidize certain mm-hmm. things you know even in Australia Senior care is big. Don't even go far. Singapore, they have senior care. It's really big as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. We we had a guest uh, up, uh, with us, a Japanese uh, gentleman, a couple mm. of episodes ago, and he was telling us that in Japan, ninety percent of uh, all these costs of care is subsidized by the Japanese government, exactly. and it's only ten percent coming out from their own pocket. Yeah. So that makes it very sustainable. Mm. But of course, that uh, creates a burden towards the whole country's financial system. Exactly. But that's a that's a separate topic separate altogether. Yeah. 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 Now, when we talk about senior concierge services, mm. the word concierge to some people sounds expensive. <laughs> okay. How do you sort of how do you price your services? Who are they geared to? Mm. Are they affordable for most people in your view? Um, yeah, when when some when somebody hears the word concierge, she said, "Oh, is is it like the hotel concierge?" Exactly, right? That's, right? that's so the word. That's that we exactly. Are familiar if with, you yeah. go to the ho- if you go to a hotel, mm-hmm. the concierge does everything for you mm-hmm. from picking up the the laundry, groceries, everything. You give them a tip. <laughs> Even you, you give them a tip. But yeah, that's, like that's the US, right? We don't really <laughs> tip here in Malaysia. Right, right. Yeah, no, in culture. in in KL, they tip you by food. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, yeah. They give you blessings by food. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. That's good enough. Right, right. So you don't tip a hotel concierge here? Not normally. It's not part of the culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not part of it. Yeah. So I mean, um, looking at the price range that I I I have right now, I mean, I've when I first started the business, I didn't have a business module in Malaysia to look upon. Everything that I googled was either coming from the US or Australia and everything. So, uh, when I started this, uh, it was just my husband and me. We were going through the pricing and everything. We were not too sure what is the right price range. Mm-hmm. So, we had a few hits and miss, you know, um, with the pricing and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we finally came t- uh, upon t- of uh, what we have right now. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's affordable. Many people are willing to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we we so far hit it right. 
and then with the packages makes it even better for them. Yeah. Right. R- roughly, what would be the figure? Right. Just a range of figures that you are so charging for your services. So our price starts from uh, if you talk about a one-off, mm-hmm. uh, it starts at forty-five ringgit per hour. Okay. Yeah. And that includes transportation. That includes transportation. And that's Anything out of Kuala Lumpur and PJ is yeah uh, is additional charges. Okay. Meaning that if uh, I have clients who actually stay in. Like Rawang, I had once mm-hmm. stay in Rawang, mm-hmm. but hospital appointment in HKL downtown KL. Oh wow! Yeah. So that That's was so you have to have additional more than an hours that? more than an hours drive. An hours an hours drive yeah. up um towards Ipoh and I'm uh, not that road and then coming back down to KL. Yeah. So you have to cover both sides. Sure. You know? Sure. And uh, of course, on top of that, um, uh, I anything that is within KL and PJ, it is our range, like basically. Right. Yeah. And when 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 it's package that means the the hourly rate comes down right yes yeah okay so it all depends what they need mm-hmm. so if they want me i have packages where if they want to see me or the uh, they want me to see the parents like four times in a month or eight times in mm-hmm. a month mm-hmm. so i have a price for that as well so do you have the experience where you're taking someone to hospital and they have an appointment say two o'clock mm. but it ends up being four o'clock mm. do you see that happen where you yes. have to wait and wait and wait yes. and do you have to adjust your charges for that? How, how do you deal with that? Um, so basically, if like those who see me on packages, like right, because sometimes they they might not have appointments during that month. So if they have uh, during that time, so it covers, it covers, it covers. So it's like for me, it's like um, I kind of give and take when mm-hmm. it comes to my side. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I try to work it out for them easier. In okay. Way, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, basically that's how I- it is actually. Yeah. Right. H- have you ever thought about like training more people? To okay, so this is a two-part question, right? Yeah. Have you thought about training more people to provide companion services in Malaysia? Mm. That's number one. Mm. And number two, do you foresee that local Malaysians would start seeing this like as part of the gig economy, mm. like we know about Grab, yeah. uh, Food yeah. Panda kind of yeah. delivery, and and how how would you see this companion thing? coming into the whole gig economy situation in Malaysia, do you think that many Malaysians will be willing to uh, take this up as a part-time or maybe even a full-time career? Mm, yeah. Mm. So the first one is that training, yes, I I, I would love to start training people. You know, mm. I used to do training in corporate and I would really love to just en- encourage and to empower people to like do something different that mm. will help them in the end of the day. It's not for my benefit, you know, mm. whether they work with me in the end of the day, that's fine. But okay. w- for there are many people who actually have this heart for seniors, but they don't even know where to go, mm-hmm. where to start off. Mm-hmm. So people do give me reference or how, whether they can come and work with me and everything. So in the end of the day, saying one thing and doing will be two different things. Mm-hmm. When they actually get into it, right, then they realize, oh my goodness, how do you even wait so long? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Even waiting for my own appointment is <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So, so so tiring, right? And yeah. and you know, even in private hospitals, you can wait average about four hours. You Absolutely. Know, if the doctor is good. Yeah. And you know, there are people who come in and out. Um, they have met before, and they said like, oh, it's not so easy. Uh, after all, yeah, it's not so easy. That's why you need to have a lot of patience, mm-hmm. and you need to have a heart for seniors. Yeah. To to see through a business like this. Mm-hmm. Is yours the only company of this nature in Malaysia that you know of, or are there others? Say again, sorry. Is yours the only company of this type in Malaysia, or are there others? I think there are others as well. Mm. They are. I haven't heard of them, but <laughs> yeah. 
but 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 like the second question, which is like, do you see being part of a gig economy? Do you see yes. more young people starting to take yes, up this kind yes. of profession? I, yeah. I think they there will be. My first part timer was a twenty four year old girl. Oh wow! Mm. She was studying part time, mm-hmm. and uh, she's actually my friend's daughter. But she 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 did well. Mm-hmm. You know, she enjoyed doing it because also that uh, she used to bring her grandfather, yeah, I think her grandfather, to the hospital, so she understood, and she also had the patience as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important that when you when you are in the world of the seniors, right, your your time stops. Mm. Seriously, when I meet with them, I everything slows down for me. Mm-hmm. I I used to be a fast talker, fast walker, everything. But when I got into this business, I've learned how to slow down. It's only because that I choose that I need to be at that level to be on par with them. Because if I were to go a too fast, I've even talking to them to talk very slow. I have to really like articulate my my words to them because some of them have hearing problems mm-hmm. and something like that, right? And it's different, and you feel like. It's just a, such a different world altogether. You know? that, like that sounds like that sounds very sounds like common sense, but actually many people don't realize that. Yes. And for yeah. me, like hearing it from Oretta today, it's like there's some enlightenment that goes goes on in my head as well, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, I I also work very fast. Andrew Andrew works very fast yeah. as well. So yes, I think it's very important for us to also kind of like take ourselves a step back and kind of start. Seeing things from their perspective, correct, and that definitely would be beneficial for the clients we yeah. serve as well. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. I think in the end of the day, um, even though we talk about this being a senior business, I think it's not about us trusting them. I think it's very important that they need to trust us. Right. Yeah. So I always tell the children. Yeah. So so how, how do you build that trust? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How do I? Build I wanted that to ask that question okay, as well. Yeah. I I'm quite old school in that way. I think because it's the upbringing. Right? Mm-hmm. When I whenever I get a new client, the first thing I do is to say that can I call you? Mm-hmm. Because I think first, uh, yeah, the first impression, the first call plays a a big role because, um, when people hear your voice mm-hmm. and how you talk, I. Uh, they need to be comfortable. Firstly, mm-hmm. with the ch- that means the children is the one I'm calling. This is why I don't do customer service <laughs> calls. <laughs> but but I do feel that if I'm talking to Oretta on the other end, I feel pretty comfortable, right? Yeah, after yeah, after this yeah, conversation, yeah. or even though today is my first time meeting Oretta, I do feel like comfortable. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you can carry okay, on. Okay, that's yeah. very encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then I mean, if their parents are in KL mm-hmm. and the children are in KL as well, I would say, can we meet up? Mm-hmm. Let's do a first time meet up. You know, mm-hmm. so the first time meet up is very important. When I when I when I meet the the senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, my attention is to the senior, not mm-hmm. to my client, not to mm-hmm. the children, mm-hmm. because they need to feel comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. So I will explain to them what is my role here um, during the time that if the children needs me and all that. So mm-hmm. they need to understand that. So every time when I go with them, okay, the first two times, uh, it's very easy. I think because I'm very easy, my characters, I'm very easy going. I'm very like jovial. I can make have joke with them, okay, and I can. Make them feel at ease. Mm-hmm. So, I am always concerned for them. And at the end of the day, I always tell those who are working with me, you must always ask, do you need water? Are you alright? Are you okay? Be careful. You know, when you say things like that, they feel comfortable. That means that you care for them. Mm-hmm. You are looking into my needs, not your needs. Mm-hmm. You know? So, whenever I walk a bit too fast, then I remember, oh, okay, okay it's not about me. Okay, slow back. I'll go like, are you alright? Sorry, I was a bit fast just now. So you know things like this. I don't need to apologize, but I feel that it is my way of respecting them. Mm-hmm. No, it's just like how if I were with my mom or my dad or my aunties, like I have to just say I'm sorry. I'm walking too fast. You know, maybe I should yeah. slow down a bit. So for a typical companion, given your type of services, 
how many of these can one companion do in a day? Okay, yeah. It's actually, if it is going for a blood test, you can do two in a day. Mm-hmm. But if it is morning and afternoon, that's fine. Three hours, you're done. I, 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 I kind of like got it fixed in my head. But if you're going for a hospital appointment with a doctor, it's just once a day. Wow. Because, you know, morning you go in, if your appointment's at 8, now the hospitals only allow you to go in at 7.30, half an hour before. Mm-hmm. By the time you register everything, simple, basic government hospital going for just normal checkup. Pickup drop-off is four hours. So okay. this really does require patience that I don't <laughs> have. Yeah. I've done a 10-hour. Wow. I've done a 10-hour wait before. And you have to point. be somewhere at 7.30? <laughs> That's my first problem. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was um, quite torturing because uh, the the cardiologist uh, the cardiology clinic had supposedly had uh, ten doctors, mm-hmm. but they only had four in the end. Yeah. So so imagining this, like yeah. even we feel so frustrated being yep. the companions or being the the, peop- the young people that are following up and going yeah. with them. Can you imagine how th- how the seniors feel, right, yeah. when they have to sit there for hours and hours and yep. hours? Just to get a simple follow-up, yeah, right? It's exhausting. And, and this is actually why sometimes, uh, and I also understand why sometimes some of the senior citizens in Malaysia, they say, I don't want to go to the hospital. Yes. Because for them, they associate hospital with the long waits, yep. the endless investigations, yep. the, um, you know, and, and, and it's like, seemingly it's like going nowhere. Yep. But I have to be in the hospital yep. for so long time. And yep. and sometimes when we, when we uh, even I myself am guilty of this, like I will say, you should go to the hospital, right? Yeah. You should listen to me and go to the hospital, <laughs> to my elderly, my own elderly. But they will come back and say, you don't understand, yeah. right? But now, after hearing what Oretta has, sh- has just shared, mm. yes, I do I do get it now, like why right. why they don't, they're, why they're so hesitant in going to the hospitals or anything. Yeah. Which right. brings me to a related question. To grow companion services generally or your business specifically, is the issue awareness of more clients who could use this service? Or is it finding companions to serve the clients? Where, where's the big issue that... I think the, the, the issue would be uh, giving awareness. Not many people know that there are services running in Malaysia. They, they, they think that there's nobody who's running it, mm-hmm. but there are some other companies who are doing this. Mm-hmm. right? I think care, uh, caregiving companies also started it, but it's, I think they, they started that first mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So I realized there's about two or three more others who are doing what I'm doing as well mm-hmm. but maybe they are uh, covering a different kind of market segment mm-hmm. so the thing is that it's a lot about awareness and it's very important to have good network friends mm-hmm. who are in group chats of this and that and that and then and everything and all that so mm-hmm. it's I think um, your 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 uh, social media awareness your social media uh, um, what do you call it social media appearance yeah Yeah. okay it's very important you know so what i share in my facebook um is the experience that i have in the government hospitals or in the private hospitals Mm -hmm. i send in information that will help people Mm -hmm. to know okay if you're going to this hospital uh, this is how what you're going to do or if how to get into a government um how to get yourself um checked in a government hospital this mm-hmm. is the procedure so I share my experience so sometimes on my Instagram I'll put it to that look at this this crowd is crazy you know so people relate to it and friends of friends of friends will share 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 and then business group um, just share up information what you have mm-hmm. you know keep it going always keep an api- uh, uh, the, the market segment uh, interested that, that you are still around and mm-hmm. all that and I think it's not easy you know 
to 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 get on social media you really have to have that um the appearance all the time mm. one week once or twice yeah you know and it really takes up a lot of time you know mm. to do it this it seems to me there might be an untapped market for wealthier people that want this service but maybe don't know yes. about it yes <laughs> uh, and my so question is, how do you get to those people? Ah. <laughs> are they? Do you think those people are sort of sending their maids out to do this kind of thing right now? There's a lot of those. Uh, most of them are selling their maids. Like what you shared during the caregiver caregivers uh, segment, I think it was really good because people send out their caregivers <laughs> for everything. Yeah. Right. right. Mm. That's our first episode, by the way. People. Yeah, that was the first episode. Listen yeah. to it. <laughs> you understand what is the uh, the caregiver's role in the family because people think that the maid is the caregiver, but it's but they are maids who are very good caregivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yep. is like a long shot you find. That's you know? a bonus. Yeah. That's a bonus, you know, yeah. right? And and some of them might not even give you the right information, especially when it comes to medication. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have like a full cocktail of it, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, so what's this for? What's this for? So they get confused. Oh, even even trained professionals like doctors and nurses have trouble sorting out medication sometimes because yeah. the amount of drugs that a uh, person needs to be on. Yeah. Uh, and and coming from a, a maid that is you know only very basically uh, educated, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't really expect them to be able to handle all the drugs. You know. I'd imagine a lot of times you don't even know if all the medications are being accounted for. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's also that's a challenge true. that we yeah. face. Now, um, speaking of challenges, right? Okay, so um, how do you see technology playing a part in the companion services that you're providing? Mm. Mm. Well, it that's a very tricky question. <laughs> I really <laughs> wish that. Uh, I mean, uh, I I have friends who have even advised me. Oh, you should have an app. You know, mm. you should have. This for your seniors and I say, but don't forget, uh, seniors are not easy to teach about technology. Absolutely, you know. So the ones um, who are always need to be tapped on are, are the children, mm-hmm. right? So um, technology plays a good part in the sense for the children to keep a tag on the chil- uh, on the parents, mm-hmm. what they're doing, and where they are. And there are some like Live Three Sixty where you can even subscribe for it. Mm-hmm. You know, to know where they are and everything. Um, but it doesn't mean that if the parents don't switch on the thing, then that's it. You Pointless. won't get all this information, yep. you see. Yeah. But um, in terms of the business, it, it it will play a role if it is um for your I guess for your workers for mm-hmm. your helpers to um key in their reports mm-hmm. to update what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that plays a role as well. That mm-hmm. will help make it easy. Um, for the clients. I tell you, some of my clients they said they prefer to hear, to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what they miss, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I I'm glad that some of my 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 clients have said, oh, I'm glad that you you still do the old school. You call, mm-hmm. or you know, if there's anything urgent, they know. They said, if I see your number, I will drop everything. I'll just pick up your call, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because they know that something that I have to do with their parents, mm-hmm. so they have to pick up my call, you know. So yeah. that I think that I mean, um, the digital. Part of it, uh, it has its pros and cons. Mm-hmm. You know, it works uh, well for those who are the workers, mm-hmm. like for the part timers. That's something to work on as well. Mm-hmm. That they can key on their report and everything. That makes it easy for their job. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I have this idea as well. I actually I do share the same uh, sentiment based on my experience, mm-hmm. and I think the application that we are building should be geared towards making the caregivers job more effective and efficient. Yeah. So would it be something that you see caregivers uh, willing? T- I'm just running. Running by this, running this idea by you, right? Mm. 
if like for example there's a there's a software or app like that in the market do you think that the caregivers are willing to pay maybe a small subscription fee every month to use this technology right now if it is something reasonable and it will make their workload easier mm-hmm. why not mm. yeah mm-hmm. so i wonder it seems like in this business there's a challenge between you'd like to employ more companions and even full time but obviously you've got to find the clients to keep them busy full time yep. so you have to Yes. Mix match that Correct. over time. That's, that's true. difficult in any business. Yes, so that's why it's it's um. That's why I don't have full timers. <laughs> right. I do. I I work on part timers, freelancers lah. You know, so it's easy for them. So they make an extra income at the side. Mm. Um, I've been targeting the um, some friends in the cabin crew, mm-hmm. because cabin crews they are also they have basic CPR skills. They are organized, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. Of course, you still have to vet through, you know, sure. these other things and all that. So, um, looking to the segments of area where I can help people who are in need right now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like like what Andrew said, is you need to have that number of clients in order to have your part timers busy sure. as well. Right. Yeah. So for me, it's um, uh, it's easy to have where to to spot them in different areas, like maybe one or two in Shalom Klang to k- take care of that. And all that, so you kind of like tell them, I have I have vacancy here. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's part time. It's always ad hoc, so mm-hmm. they need to understand that. So they do understand because most of them are doing other stuff besides what I'm d- working for me as well. So that makes it kind of easy. Yeah. How are you kind of like getting the message out there? What besides the social media marketing that you mentioned just now by posting information and everything? Mm-hmm. What else are you doing to kind of like promote your services besides coming on to this podcast? <laughs> of course, this is one way, yeah. and we we are we are very glad to promote this for you as well because I think this is an essential service that many people do not know yeah. of. Yeah. But what other methods are you using to market your your services so far? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So far, it's just social media, and so I uh, I was very thankful that I was I was I had a write up for under. Vulcan post. Yeah, yeah, I read star. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that too. Okay. So uh, that kind of um, sparked a lot of spread within some groups of mm. network people, and uh, I'm in some network group as well. You know, I share mm. um, what what I do and everything. So yeah, so c- I try not to be in permanent network groups where. I don't want to focus too much of my time there. That I need to be on ground on my work. Okay. You know, because I'm also so I also have my own clients mm-hmm. that I see every day, mm-hmm. and I think keeping um myself active on social media as well. I think mm-hmm. it's the way to 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 go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Facebook especially because majority of them do search on Facebook. And right. Yeah. You know. What what kind of support or what kind of partners are you looking for right now mm. to help you grow this business? Mm. Mm. So, um, uh, caregiving is one thing, mm-hmm. right? Because um, there are other client, um, clients who either ask me about it or the waiting time, you know, you chit-chat with people there and then they, they ask you for things and say, like, oh, okay, you can get in touch with this mm-hmm. so-and-so and all that. So, uh, I've already been working with a, a, a caregiving company, which is great, you know, mm-hmm. so that makes it easy for me. And I think like what I mentioned just now as well for transportation as well, yeah, to to work uh, on that. There are some I think transportation mobility vans mm. who are on NGO as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I I have to get to figure out which is something that's reasonable for the client. So at the right. end of the day, I I will need to look at range that can help my clients to decide. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And the other thing the, that helped me to really think about now is also companies, even like, even though funeral homes, mm-hmm. like it or not, yeah, <laughs> everybody's yeah. doing pre-plan. Well, yeah, no, we all get there eventually. Yeah, <laughs> and it that is something as well. It's very essential, especially when you are living out of the country and your parents are here alone. Mm-hmm. And um, if anything happens, you know, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I experienced that just recently, and I tell you, it's it's amazing. I mean, this the my clients. Um, children, they were they, they thought of everything, you know, which was great. It was easy for me. So during the time of the funeral, I just have to concentrate on the ground of bring, uh, entertaining the the my my my, se- my deceased uh, seniors friends, mm-hmm. the wife, making mm-hmm. sure she's okay, emotional support. That's it. Everything was taken care. Okay. And I think that's very important. Um, even. Even I was just we were just talking to my mother-in-law yesterday. She came back and said, "Oh, guess what? We I just signed a pre-planned funeral thing." Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. I mean, that's good because yeah. she thought about it. Yeah. No? So, if there was one thing that was needed to grow companion services in Malaysia, mm. what would you say that is? Growing. Hmm. I think uh, the awareness to know that there are people who can help to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean getting the, the word out. Yeah, getting mm. the word out. I think a lot of um, the children who are living, there's a lot of Malaysians who live out of the country. They don't know that there are services. So sometimes they go to places which they think they might have it, mm-hmm. but they, they don't. Mm-hmm. So then they keep knocking on one door to another door to another until they find you. Yeah, mm. I think that's very important that... Um, Caregiving, no, I was not said like companion services like this is to be um, highlighted as part of I don't know the government's plan or something like that, you know. Yeah, which is a very yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I agree with you. Yeah, I think yeah. aged care definitely deserves much more attention, yep. especially now we are entering into a whole aging population era, yes, right? Exactly. Yeah, I I I love to see that too. Yeah, you know, government giving more yeah. attention. Right. Hopefully, let's see how. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can do start something. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have plans eventually to expand into related areas of companion yes, services? Yeah, what, I, what are you kind of thinking about? Um, so I do have inquiries from places like in Johor, mm-hmm. Ipoh, in Penang. So um, I'm just trying to uh, work out some plans to see okay. how I can expand mm-hmm. to these um, three main areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, and see how it goes from there. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. Um, what you do is is fascinating. That's why I told Andrew, uh, we've got to get you on for the first <laughs> few episodes, right, Thank to talk you. about what you do. And uh, it's it's a very respectable uh, thing Thank that you. is very overlooked by the general community. Yeah. So really. Um, Really appreciate you today coming here with yeah, us and to share with your ex- share your experience with us and give us an opportunity to get the word out there for yes, you. Yeah, you. Andrew. Yeah, it's been great. This is, I think this is an important area yeah. that a lot more people would want to to use if they knew more about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in the caregiving business, is fairly new in Malaysia yes. as it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is even a newer service. Yeah, and yeah. it provides benefits that us as caregivers like pillar mm. can't really provide the short-term service yeah. yeah if if there is one important message that you would like to send out to all the listeners mm. what would that be and we will kind of end on that note right what would be the mo- most important message regarding what you do that you would like to send out to all the listeners mm. um so if you have a senior at home mm-hmm. 
listen to them mm-hmm. ask what's their need mm-hmm. uh give time to them mm-hmm. because uh, we never know whether ourselves or our senior how long they will be around so the best is to really get that time together even even if you're living away from them a call a week a call twice a week makes a difference to them because i've seen how their face light up when the children calls so yeah i think giving uh we have to really stop our tracks once in a while to slow down to really look into our life mm-hmm. you know uh, everybody's fast pace slow it down for the parents slow it down for yourself as well Yeah, that makes me want to call my parents <laughs> after this session. You should call your parents. Yeah, I will. Call yeah. your parents, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, doing this today. Thank Marita's you, Marita's Senior Concierge Services. Yes, correct. A location near you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how before we end, like how how do our listeners contact you if they need your ser- okay, uh, services? Okay, you can you can check out my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's www.oritaseniorconcierge.com. Mm-hmm. My contact number is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. Okay, Oreta is O R E D H A. Yeah. So O-R-E-T-H-A. give us your contact number so people can call. Okay. Oh. Okay. See. Yeah, I think I have your your no, business okay, card that, here, right? That is um, that is the other business number. Okay. I give you the. You can also reach Oreta on her email at Oreta Senior Concierge at gmail dot com, O R E D H A, Senior ah, Concierge okay. at gmail dot com. Yeah. So I've also changed that already. Okay. Um, my email address is Oretha at OrethaSeniorConcierge dot com. Uh, that's even better. No <laughs> more Gmail. Okay. <laughs> no so more Gmail. let me clarify it again. It's Oretha at OrethaSeniorConcierge dot com. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have. Uh, I'm so blessed to be able to have enough funds to upgrade my stuff now. <laughs> I'm so blessed. Excellent. So my contact number will be 011. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, this is what happens when you Okay, 011-562-59852. Okay, one time. 011-562-59852. If you are hearing this from out of Malaysia, you have to put a plus 6011. You can just WhatsApp And I'll get back to you. Okay, excellent. Definitely give her a call today. <laughs> right, thank you, thank you so much once again, Oretha, and thank, uh, you. thank you for sharing this uh, very encouraging message with us and to share your experience. Mm. And uh, it's really been a pleasure to have you on board. Um, so uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes. Yeah, Andrew, you have anything else? Great, this has been terrific. I think people are going to learn a lot about this service. Thank you. And we look forward to working with you in the future. Yes. Thank All right. you so much for the invitation, both of you. This has been the Dr. Pranos podcast and I'm Dr. Lim together with me is uh, Andrew Mestrindonas, my co-host. And um, we hope you had a great session today. Uh, remember, the Dr. Pranos podcast is the intersection of health, aging and entrepreneurship. I thought I was supposed to do the closing, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Thanks, Oreta. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>